All right, right now, as of this recording, we have one, two, three, four, five pitchers in our rotation. We need a sixth starter. So today, John and I are going to tell you why we're okay with an in-house option for that spot and why you should be okay with that too. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thanks for being here with us for this Friday edition of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we're down to... Three days a week during the off season, but once pitchers and catchers report, we'll be back to five days a week. But you can count on us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to be there for you with all the Angels news and talk and chat and updates that you want. And speaking of Angels news, look, we are recording this at a time where there's the potential for the Angels to sign <laughs> another starting pitcher. In fact, our boy, Matty V, Matt Vaskersian, was on MLB Network with Harold Reynolds talking hot stove, and they were talking about Michael Waka and yeah. how they would like to see him, Matty V in particular, would like to see him sign with the Angels. And Mike, I thought that was a great move because that means three of my picks for my GM episode where I ran the Angels offseason would be signed. And so, fingers crossed that Michael Waka gets signed and that I'm right again. How about that? Listen, here's here's the good news about all this is that if this season just falls apart <laughs> and the Angels are looking for a brand new GM, they should come to you, I know, right? Like because I know. obviously you know what you're talking about and I don't. For the record, <laughs> I picked different players than John did because we it's didn't true. have the same show, but here I am now having to eat humble pie because John's right again. You know what? I'll give you, I'll give you first dibs uh, next off season for yeah. GM episode. The next and- four off seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think oh, okay. So. <laughs> hey, so we want to have a discussion today because of the topic of pitching and how the Angels will need a number six starter in the rotation. I'm not going to say six starter over and over again because that's going to be <laughs> Sounds impossible. Sounds like you have a lisp, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So starter number six for Got the it. Angels rotation. And if they were to sign somebody, you might think that Jose Suarez would get bumped to the number six right. spot. However, if the Angels need to go in-house and look for a sixth starter option, darn it, I did it again. <laughs> That might not be such a bad thing, Mike, and so we picked out some names for this episode, but first, let's talk about the current rotation. Here's how it's probably going to lay out, and there might be some interchangeable parts here, but obviously, Shohei is going to be our ace. He's going to be the guy that's there on opening day. Mm -hmm. Tyler Anderson will probably be starter number two, and uh, he's a lefty, and he's coming off a really great year. Then Reed Detmers, then Patrick Sandoval, and then Jose Suarez, and we think that that's probably how it's going to line up. I could see... Later on in the season, Patrick Sandoval 
Hall actually maybe moving up in that rotation mm. because I think that this is going to be a killer year for him. I could see him really pitching well and becoming the ace that I think a lot of people think that he really, really is. And then th- there's been names that have been thrown out there. You mentioned Michael Waka. We thought maybe Nathan Eovaldi would have been a great signing for the Angels. Uh, your best friend, Mike Clevenger, would have been a great signing for the Angels. <laughs> and then there's been other pitchers out there as well. But so far, as of this recording, the Angels have not made a move. That's right. And so we're thinking that perhaps the, that Perry wants to go with an in-house option. And I don't think that that's a bad idea. So today, we're going to give you three names and then give you a couple of extra names later on. But three specific names we'll do a deep dive on. And I want to start, Johnny, with Griffin canning. Go for it. Here's a pitcher who's a right-handed pitcher. He would fit great in this rotation because we need another right-hander. And he hasn't pitched since July of 2021. Mm -hmm. He's been out with a back injury and then he's just suffered a lot of setbacks while he's been recovering. Can I say something about that back injury? It's a, a, a compression in his spine is, if I recall correctly, the same thing that Chris Rodriguez also dealt with. Huh. What the heck? What the heck are we doing, <laughs> medical team? Like, yeah. how do both these guys have the same kind of compression issue in their back, which has caused them to miss the entirety of 2022? Right. These guys are coming back. Hopefully, you know, our new hires from Driveline are helping these guys figure out how to deliver the ball much better and not hurt their back the way that they've been doing it. Apparently, something going on maybe in the minor leagues, maybe at the major league club and the major league level, but somewhere along the way where they are learning to pitch in the majors, they've incurred this injury and they both had the same kind of back problem, which is concerning to me. But let's get back to Griffin Canning. It seems like we have a lot of these bugaboos in the Angel organization, (laughs) right? Like it was the arm issue for a long time. Now it's the back. Everybody gets Tommy John. (laughs) You get Tommy John. You get Tommy John. I'm over all these bugaboos. Let's move on, all right? So Griffin Canning was a second round pick of the Angels back in 2017. Mm -hmm. And he's pitched in 43 games so far in his career across three seasons. Has a lifetime ERA of 4.73, 214 strikeouts in 209 and a third innings. And the question really is, if he's going to be the starter number six for the Angels, what kind of pitcher is Griffin Canning? And so, Johnny, give us uh, give us some thoughts on what kind of pitcher we would get if Griffin Canning is in this rotation in 2023. Yeah, there's some good numbers here. In fact, uh, no matter how many runners get on base against Griffin Canning, he has the good ability to strand those runners, yes. albeit He is the one who let them on base in the first place, but (laughs) he has stranded runners. In fact, from 2019 to 2021, he left runners on base at an average 72%. So that matches the league average, which is great. His first two years, Canning had good control and got soft contact. In fact, in 2019, home runs per nine was 1.3. In 2020, it was 1.2. And then something happened in 21. Maybe it's the back injury, but this caused the percentage to rise to two to three home runs per nine innings. And you don't want to see that. That's a lot. (laughs) Canning's a fly ball pitcher, which is statistically pretty good in Anaheim. You kind of want that, especially if it's a home game. He had a good ground ball rate as well of 36 to 37-ish percent in the three years that he's pitched as well. So some some good numbers here, kind of give you an overview of who Canning is. Now, he's actually not very old. He's only 27 years old. That's the age that he'll be entering in this next season. And he doesn't have mileage on his arms like like 
the other 27-year-olds would, right? So Other than the th- 240 pitches he threw in a game for <laughs> yeah. UCLA. But, you know, that was years ago. He's, he's probably 29, right? Instead of 20, <laughs> 27. Uh, he's right-handed. I mentioned that. So that's desperately needed in this starting rotation, which is why he could slot in. And here's the good news about Canning is he, if he is that sixth starter or even just the fifth starter, uh, there's not going to be these high expectations on him. Hmm. Like, I think that that could actually be, be really great. Great because I think it'll actually help him to perform really well. We're not counting on him to be Roger Clemens. We're not counting on him to be Justin Verlander. We want him to be Griffin Canning. And from what we've learned in his past is that he's going to come in and be a consistent pitcher. He's going to eat innings. He's going to strand runners. He might leave, have runners get on, but he's going to leave them on base. And if he's consistent like he was his first two seasons, he's not going to give up too many runs. He's not going to give up the long ball. And that's really what you want from number five or number six in your rotation. And so I think what we've seen here, Johnny, is that Canning has great potential to be a really good pitcher for us. He's shown some glimpses in the past of being a really great pitcher. This is why I would be okay with Griffin Canning being the sixth starter in 2023. Yeah, I, you know, I did some digging. Uh, I feel like it was a week or two ago. I was interacting with somebody on Twitter and we were talking about Griffin Canning. And then I mentioned, I, I honestly think that it was about 75% of his starts were six innings or more with three runs or less. Yeah. Three earned runs, I should say, because yeah. not all those runs were earned against Griffin Canning. To me, 75% of the time he's going out there and getting you at least six innings as starter number six and keeping it a three-run game or less, I think those odds are are pretty good. So again, somebody who has great potential and somebody that we could see slotting in as starter number six. But before we settle on Griffin Canning, we're going to give you a name that you may not have heard before that could be starter number six in this rotation. So we're going to get to that here on Locked on Angels coming up. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you got to check out the Built Bars and you got to check out the Built Puffs. They are delicious. Now, here we are in the new year and the goal is always to eat a little bit more healthy. And what's great about Built Bars is that you don't have to compromise taste and you can actually eat really healthy as well. With Built, they taste really, really good. They are delicious. The bars and the puffs, I can personally give testimony to that because I love Built Bars and I'm so thankful for their free Built Bars. And if you'd like to send us more Built, you can. We appreciate that. And they're great for your New Year's resolution. Here's what makes them really, really good. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in really great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. They're only 130 calories, four grams of sugar with 17 grams of protein. Most often when we talk about Built Bars, you can order those at Built.com and you can do that today, but now you can actually pick up your favorite bars at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, and I would encourage you to get maybe a a, a box of Built Bars, pick up the, the cookies and cream, they're delicious, the double chocolate or the coconut puffs, I'm a personal fan of the puffs, and so I would encourage you to start there. Go to Sam's Club, go to Walmart, and get yourself a box of Built Bars, but if you want them delivered to your house, then just go to Built.com, and you can order your favorite bars, get a, get a mix box, whatever is your fancy here in the new year. Grab that. They taste great. They're healthy for you. So go to built.com today. We 
want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, join our friend Lindsey Crosby over at the Locked On MLB Prospects show. He's a prospect encyclopedia. And we're not just saying that. That's the truth. And so if you want to deep dive into the minor leagues, maybe for your favorite team or some of the other teams around the league, and you're thinking, hey, maybe who's got some intriguing prospects that we could trade for? Could a deal get done here? Lindsay's going to help you out with all of that. Plus, he pays attention to college ball and all of that. So he is your one-stop shop for all things minor league prospects. So check out Locked On MLB Prospects. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we're talking about starter number six for the Angels. We have five guys in the rotation right now. We know that we need a sixth starter, and hey, good we job. think that it should be a right-handed pitcher. And and so we mentioned Griffin Canning in our first segment. Right now, we want to talk about a guy who was really impressive in 2022, and that was Chase Silseth, mm-hmm. the the sixth starter, Chase Silseth. That's fun to say. <laughs> uh, Chase was the eleventh round pick. Uh, it was an eleventh round pick in 2021 by. By the Angels and was the first player in 2021 that draft to actually debut in the majors. So that's really cool mm-hmm. uh, for Chase. And when he was called up, it took one pitch to convince the team that it was the right move. It was his first pitch. It was a 96 mile an hour fastball for a strike against the Oakland A's. Mm. And Joe Madden, who was the manager at the time, said, oh. I was impressed because Chase wasn't nervous, he was calm. He was ready, and they've seen that in him as they scouted him. In fact, the Angels gave Chase a $480,000 signing bonus, which was higher than any other draft pick from rounds five to round 10. And what we got for signing with Locked On, by the way. (laughs) Higher than that. You did? I didn't see that. Uh, so th- this really gives an indication as to how high the Angels were on Chase Silseth because this guy was somebody that they really wanted. He was highly recruited. And then when he came up, he was really impressive and really had the, the makeup, the pitching makeup that I think the Angels are looking for. So Johnny, what kind of pitcher is Chase? Well, in 2022, he had a ground ball rate of 46% league average is about 50%. He had a high ERA. It sat at 6.59, but he had a FIP, a fielding independent pitching. Basically, if a pitcher needs to get somebody out on their own, uh, this is all of the elements that he can control. That was a 5.97. His stats from AA to the majors outside of wins and losses in ERA are actually pretty close. For example, the number of left on base runners in double A was 88% and MLB it was about 69%. In double A he had a 2.9 walks per 9 and then in double A he had a ground ball rate of 48.6 in MLB he had a ground ball rate of 46.2. So those are some numbers that kind of give you an idea of who Chase Silseth is. Again, you know, sometimes we look at results like ERA and wins and losses and you think, "Oh, right. stay away from that guy." But really it's important especially with pitchers to look at those underlying numbers and especially a ground ball rate sitting around that 50% mark that's something you want to see out of a pitcher especially if you have a good defense behind them so Mike the question is yes or no is Chase Silseth the best option for starter number six if I'm choosing between Griffin Canning and Chase Silseth I'm going with Chase Silseth because I think the guy has proven himself in the minor leagues he was dominant 
in double A. And when he came up, he looked really good. And I think that there's always going to be a curve, a learning curve, as anybody comes into the major leagues. Mm-hmm. And and so Chase, he had a learning curve. And I think he's somebody who, again, has the makeup to be a really great starter for us. The reason why I would choose him over Griffin Canning is because he's younger. I think that he has the potential to maybe rise in the rotation. And he's not coming off an injury. I think with Griffin Canning, he's going to probably need some time in AAA before they unleash him Hmm. in the major leagues. And so I would rather see Chase be in that number six spot. And here's the big reason why. He's going to be able to learn, but he's not going to be pitching every sixth day hmm. because there's going to be days off and there's going to be issues that that will come up, right? They're going to have to make adjustments. And so I think if you're going to put somebody in there, you can have him in there. And then when he's pitching for you at the major league level, that's great. And then if you can send him down because he still has options on the days when he's not starting, then you can let him work some things out in double A or in triple A. Hmm. So if I had to choose between the two as of this recording, I would choose Chase Silseth. I think for me, I, I think I would go get Griffin Canning just because you know what you're going to get with Griffin Canning. Uh, the stuff is fantastic when it's working. I'm really looking forward to seeing him come back healthy and strong. And again, not have the pressure of being the guy in the rotation. Because for a while there, there were not a lot of good options in the rotation. And Canning really had to step up. And so to give him the number six spot, I think is is great for his mentality. I think it's great to ease him back in. Mike, for me, I think the biggest concern with Chase Silseth is his ability to get through a major league lineup more than twice. I think that there were some struggles with that in the majors last season. Obviously, he pitched fantastic in double a and you made the point that he is young and i think i would like to see him get a little more confidence in the minors and and have another stud year like he's had and still be an option if things don't work out with griffin canning then bring up chase silseth to take that spot and let him own that number six role and so i i think to start the season i'd like to see griffin canning start in that sixth position but if things go south, then you definitely have an option in Chase Silseth. I would just like to see Silseth get a little bit more experience and make sure that he can get through a lineup more than more than twice. I think that's really going to have to be key, and, and pitchers have to be clever about that. You look at Otani, and sometimes you don't see a Shohei splitter or a Shohei curveball until later in the game, and he, he busts yeah. out pitches that the hitters totally don't expect, and I think that you got to get creative in that way, and perhaps Silseth could learn something like that as well if he spends time in the minors, and then he's ready to get through a lineup a third time, a fourth time, and really get some length out of his outings. Griffin Canning as an option for the sixth spot in the rotation. We've talked about Chase Silseth as well. Here's a name that maybe you're familiar with, but hasn't really been mentioned, but I think is an intriguing option, and that is Davis 
Daniel. Davis Daniel is 25 years old, and he is a right-handed pitcher for the Halos. He was called up, actually, last season, Johnny, but he didn't debut. I remember he was that. just kind of there, yeah. right? And and he was on the uh, in the bullpen and on the bench, and just in case. He did pitch pretty well in AAA. He had a 4-4-9 ERA, 83 strikeouts, and 102 and a third innings pitched. And he has a career ERA in the minors of 4.19 with 237 strikeouts in 217 innings pitched. And he's a great depth piece for the Halos. There's a lot of scouts out there that say he could actually make his debut at some point Hmm. this upcoming season. We bring his name up because he's one of those intriguing options that we're not really talking about because we do have big names like Canning and Silseth and Kai Bush and possibly like a Chris Rodriguez and other names like that. Mm -hmm. But Davis Daniel is intriguing because he's, he's, he's tall, he's got great control, and he's somebody who could surprise us. Would you be upset if Davis Daniel was the number six starter in this rotation. Well, I look at the uh, I look at the results. That four and a half ERA makes me a little nervous, especially in AAA. Now I know the numbers in AAA are often inflated offensively, and so that reflects uh, the numbers for a pitcher as well. So yeah. perhaps perhaps that's a little bit uh, deceptive. I wouldn't be upset if he's the number six starter, but I would like to see Canning or Solseth get that spot before. Davis Daniel, I really think that those two are the guys to to try this out with. Mike, there's there's several other options as well. Like we saw Tucker Davidson last season. There's something about him that when he's on, yep. he's really good. And right. the only issue there is that he is a lefty, and and yeah. this is a very lefty heavy rotation. Obviously, Perry Manassian sees something in him, and they gave him a shot toward the end of last season. And it felt like every other start, he was up and down and up and down. And when he would incorporate the slider much more into his repertoire, he uh, really went out there and had some success. And perhaps he is another option, maybe to give you a spot start. Uh, another name that comes up is, is Jaime Berea. The guy mm-hmm. uh, played the perfect role last season in helping the Halos to stay in the game when a starter was struggling out of the gate. And he would come in. And kind of not necessarily have a cleanup role because it wasn't like the Angels were bringing him in in a blowout all the time. He was keeping the game close. He was keeping it tied and he was just getting some innings out of the, the, the starter who didn't go very far. Then you bring yeah. in Jaime Berea, he gives you three or four innings. He kind of had a perfect role there. I kind of imagine he'll do that again. I don't think that he will be a permanent part of the rotation. And then another name that comes up and you mentioned him a second ago, Chris Rodriguez, C-Rod. Yeah. They tried him out as a bullpen piece in 21. They gave him, I think, two starts in the majors after he spent some time in AAA, kind of getting some starts down there. I worry about his longevity if he is a starter, given the injury history. But to be fair, like I said, he's got the same back issue as Griffin Canning. So if we're going to give Griffin Canning a shot, maybe we give Chris Rodriguez a shot However, you and I are of the opinion that he looks really good out of the bullpen, especially at the back end of that bullpen. So a lot of options there. Do any of those names intrigue you or stand out to you at all? I think that with Tucker, I think he's not going to be an option 
except maybe for a spot start totally. here or there. Totally. Because he's a lefty. Yeah. And there's a lot to work on. And so I can, I, I think he'll probably start in AAA. With Jaime, I, I mean, it, it all kind of depends on if he wants to be a starter or not. Mm-hmm. But as you mentioned, I think that they found his sweet spot last season mm-hmm. as the, the long reliever. And maybe if they want to use an opener in a game, or if they do go with Canning or Silseth as that sixth starter, he could come in and maybe after a Silseth start, he goes through the lineup twice, then Jaime comes comes in mm-hmm. and eats up innings number four, five, and six, right? With Chris Rodriguez, I I, I just can't see him being a starter for us initially mm. this season. And I think he's just got enough deception in his windup and in his stuff to be a better back of the bullpen type of guy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, we haven't done really much to the bullpen ex- except for getting uh, Estevez from the Rockies. Mm-hmm. And so I think that Chris Rodriguez fits perfectly into that sixth seventh eighth role Mm -hmm. and and really can be a great support to Aaron Loop and Ryan Tapera I think those three guys really aren't going to be options if it were me I'm going with Chase Silseth over Griffin Canning as I mentioned yeah but if I'm looking at this team and the makeup of this team right now my gut tells me it's going to be Griffin Canning Mm. that's going to be the sixth starter if they don't go and sign somebody and I gotta be honest with you John I'm kind of excited about that I think that it'd be great to see Griffin go out there and compete and because of what he has done in the major leagues in the last few years I think that we're actually set up really well mm. with Canning there plus he's a younger guy we've still got years with him and the excitement behind all of these young pitchers man the the future is bright yeah. for Halo pitchers yeah. and I can't believe that I just put those words in the <laughs> same sentence together so if if it's me I'm going with Silseth over anybody if it's the Angels and from what I've learned from the Angels they're going to go with Canning right. do you agree with me do you disagree with me where you land yeah i think i think that that seems to be the angels mo but they have surprised us surprised us in the past and they might do it again and again we might get a signing we might go after michael waka or johnny cueto like we talked about uh, on monday mailbag this week when somebody asked about you know potential free agent starters that are still out there and i i think that you can never have enough starting pitching obviously as we have experienced over the years so I think I'll be fine if they go this route with an in-house option because there are some guys that can slot into number six. But if they get another starter and bolster the rotation even more, I think that gives me much more confidence heading into 2023 because then if any of those guys drop out, if anybody has an injury because you never know when those are going to strike, you immediately have somebody else to step in. So more pitching is never a problem. More pitching is a good thing. Hopefully the Angels, in my opinion, hopefully they make a a signing and bring somebody in just to extend their options in the rotation. But if it's going to be Griffin Canning, Chase Silseth, or any of the other names that we've listed, I think we're in pretty good shape for 2023. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now, for your second listen, check out the Locked On MLB Prospects show. This is a great show, and if you're looking at the details of some of the Angels in the minor leagues, Lindsey Crosby can give you those great details on his show. He is a prospect encyclopedia, and he goes deep and deep into the MLB stars of tomorrow. Gives you all the details that you need. His show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey. 
Hey, this weekend, be sure to get at us at Locked On Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram because we'll be taking your questions for the second Monday mailbag of the year. They can get us on social media. They can also leave us a voicemail. Yeah, give us a call on our voicemail line, 714-409-6396, and leave your question there. We love to hear the sultry sounds of your voice. (laughs) So give us a call again, 714-409-6396, and that number will be in the description uh, for the show. Looking forward to those questions, so please send those in over the weekend. We hope you have a great weekend. And in the meantime, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Angels. Have a terrific weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Monday.